0: We are continuing our hobby series, or as Sarah calls it, the happy hobby series here on The <laughs> Coffee Hour. Uh, having a lot of fun learning about hobbies from our friends here on The Coffee Hour. What are some hobbies that uh, have been meaningful to you, uh, especially during this time of pandemic and change in the, in our pace and uh, in our lives as well? So excited to share another hobby with you. probably familiar to some of you. I'd say probably, what, about half of our listeners, maybe a third of our listeners uh, looking forward to sharing with you another hobby today. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: Joining us today, Pastor David Gaiman from Christ Lutheran Church, Norfolk, Nebraska. Pastor Gaiman, thanks so much for being our guest today on the
2: Coffee Hour. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. All right. Did I get it right? Do you do you pronounce it Norfolk? <laughs> Norfolk? Oh, yeah. It's, I'm not from
0: Nebraska. If so. you're
2: local, it's Norfolk. North if, if you're not norfolk so we accept that as well <laughs> <laughs> i go back and forth since you know i've lived here three years or three and a half years so i bounce back and forth depending on who i'm talking to <laughs> and for our listeners
0: who recognize the name uh they might also remember that uh, we talked with deaconess heidi gaiman on mental health monday so yes there is an association here right
2: Yes, we are married. Yes, indeed. I'm not ashamed to say it.
1: Oh, good. That's good.
2: Yeah. So we
0: are uh, continuing our happy hobby series here. What is your happy hobby, Pastor Gaiman?
2: Hunting. Yeah, my, my, (laughs) and you know, a lot of people have maybe a general hobby, but Mm -hmm. like mine's more specific. So I guess we'll talk about that.
0: Okay, what makes it specific?
2: Um, well, it's only for deer. I guess I mm-hmm. have done a little bit of turkey hunting, but specifically with my bow. So it's bow hunting. Oh. So
0: bow hunting. So you're using a bow to hunt deer. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it's very very specific. All right. Very zeroed in, very tuned in. So you hunt deer. And this is uh this
2: season is coming up pretty soon, isn't it? It's it is it bow season right now? it actually is in nebraska so it starts september 1st in nebraska and yet here you are talking to us yes that's so gracious of you yeah well Explain about them. i would say a half hour ago i was working on getting my bow tuned in and set up so, so i
1: you're try to find
2: time to do that especially just practicing mm-hmm. archery so yeah so how far away do you do you have
0: to travel to to go bow hunting
2: um well it's been really awesome um here i had just five miles out of town Um, Mm. i had two different spots that were five miles out of town so that was very quick um, to get the to those spots but unfortunately with hunting you have different, uh, landowners to work with and different, uh, hunters. So I lost those two spots, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, cause someone else wanted to hunt them. So I, now it takes me, oh, it's about a half hour to get to my spots now. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, but it's, it's, that's, that's not terrible. I've driven like almost an hour when I, live in Ohio to get to front some of my f- favorite spots. So
1: there are so many things I want to know. Uh, but first, um, why, why such a specific little niche of hunting? I know there's several different kinds, and of course you can hunt all, all different kinds of things, but why deer and why with a bow?
2: Um, well, I think it had something to do with the fact that I basically taught myself um for the most part and so a lot of the th- things that I've learned have been um I don't know it just it's just re- rewarding I guess for me that I have like kind of done these things for myself and figured them out but um I also I mean I did a rifle hunt uh, and I've gotten deer before with that but um it just it didn't seem to have the same excitement because the deer weren't as close. I think that's mm. the biggest thing. It's mm-hmm. They have to be close. And I think that's just what makes it the most fun.
1: Sure. So what, what uh, makes bow hunting unique or, or uniquely different from rifle hunting?
2: Um, I think mostly... The bow hunters, uh, almost all bow hunters hunt from a tree stand. And so that is also a, gives you a whole different look at at the woods. You know, you can see farther, you can see, um, kind of in between, uh, bushes and things where you wouldn't normally be able to see that. So that, that's a really exciting thing for me. And it's amazing how much more you can see by just being up like 15 feet in the air. So (laughs)
1: so with with your tree stand do you do you do you build a tree stand or do you buy one or how, how does that all work
2: um I've I I kind of messed around kind of building my own before and then I found those to be not necessarily as reliable so <laughs> <laughs> so I just buy I just buy them now I'm cheap but or not cheap I'm I uh I have to pay for that so that I can be pretty sure that I'm going to be safe and everything and actually though two or for for three years now i did put up a stand in a pine tree and i didn't use a ladder for that so that was kind of i felt pretty confident in my tree climbing skills um so i did do that but the you know the pine trees are easier to climb so most of the time actually okay sorry i'm getting on a tangent but the the Last year, I actually just climbed a tree myself and just sat in the tree and I shot a shot a deer. So that was. Don't understand. I but I was just I don't know. Sometimes you just get creative um, with it. But
0: were you covered in sap by the time you were done?
2: Oh. Um, I, I was pretty <laughs> sore from kind of like sitting it in the on the branch. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I and it was a little bit hard to get down in the dark as well. So I took that took a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it would be kind of hard to get down, especially if you actually get a deer. Like to if you didn't have a stand you were just sitting on a branch.
2: How high up were you? Oh, I was I was probably like fifteen feet oh, okay. in there. So yeah. I don't recommend that. It's not very it's not safe at all. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do it again. Now, well, actually, for a long time, I didn't have any kind of safety uh, harness or safety line or anything like that. And um, now I look back at that and think I'm, I was just crazy. <laughs> like, because now I have a harness every time I have a safety line like rope, that goes up the tree. And <clears throat> I think I started to think to myself, you know what, I have a family, I have kids, like, um, I don't want to die. <laughs> so, um, I, now I've gone to all the extent I have, everything's all, you know, s- screwed in and buckled in. And, uh, so I feel very secure, uh, going up and down the tree. And that's actually helped me to, um, feel good about taking my daughter with me. Um, Eva, she's 12. So, You know, in the family, there's not everybody's like, oh, I just love to do whatever dad does, you know. So she's Mm -hmm. the only one who really has, has really kind of caught on to, you know, why, why I love hunting. And so she's been, she's been out with me um, quite a bit now this season and she's about to get her, her license, her, and she has a bow now. So that's pretty exciting for me. Wow. So
0: it's become a little bit of a a family event uh, for you and your daughter. Uh, Tell us about, you You said she has a bow. What kind of equipment do you use?
2: Well, I use a compound bow and then the arrows are the, like, carbon arrows, kind of um, that composite. And then... You know, it's always a, a debate about what kind of broadheads to get. Um you can get mechanical ones that expand. Um or they um yeah, they they do they do different things but um to be more lethal. Um and then the regular other uh, they're called fixed broadheads, those are the ones that are they're fixed, so um they stay there.
1: What what is the broad head? <laughs> the bro- <laughs> the broadhead <laughs> is the
2: tip of the arrow. Uh-huh. Like like it's, you know, sharp and pointy and usually some type of triangle shape.
1: Sure. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I yeah. yeah there's always there's knows.
1: always lingo for these things.
2: <laughs> right. I know. I yeah, it's so ingrained in my head I don't even I don't even think about it.
1: Are there different uh, types of bows you mentioned a composite one? Are, are there different styles of bows that, that other bow hunters like to use?
2: Yeah, there's a few a couple of the other ones that are pretty common are the recurve bow. So it's like the name it's got like a curve on both of the limbs of the bow. And so when you pull it back, that, those, those curves, they like create energy um, to be able to shoot the bow. Um, and those are, um, I mean, they're not really mechanic, they're not mechanical, you know, it's like a traditional kind of bow. Um, and then there's the long bow, which is, it doesn't have the curves on it. It just is straight up and down. I mean, basically like a stick, you know, that's the long bow and that's more difficult to pull back. And, um, you have to pull, to get your energy, pretty much all of the energy comes from your pull. unlike the other bows. The nice thing about the, the compound bows is they have what's called a let off. So you, you spend all of your, you take all of your strength to pull back the bow, but then once you get to as far as you're going to pull, then it kind of releases the tension. And then you can just kind of sit and have the bow comfortably in your, in your hands and you don't have to be creating the tension the whole time. So that led off. That's why most, most guys have the compound bows because then you can like hold it in one position, like while the deer is walking and, the, and you don't, you're not like using a ton of energy and then you can shoot when you're ready. So.
0: Hmm. So you're not like yeah. building your own bow or anything like that. That would be
2: really. <laughs> no, crazy. I'm not like, yeah, I didn't, I haven't built a bow before. You no, know, with like sticks and <laughs> <laughs> and rocks and stuff. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gotten that crazy. So, <laughs>
0: the compound bow sounds pretty intense. That sounds uh, like a uh, quite the piece of equipment for uh, for deer hunting. We have more to talk about in our Happy Hobby series. We're talking with Pastor David Gaiman from Christ Lutheran Church in Norfolk or Norfolk, Nebraska. Uh, we're talking about hunting today. We'll be right back in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: welcome back to the coffee hour i'm andy bates
1: i'm sarah goldfess
0: We are continuing our Happy hobby series here on the Coffee Hour. Today, we're talking with Pastor David Gaiman of Christ Lutheran Church in Norfolk, Nebraska, talking about hunting today, particularly bow hunting for deer season. And deer season has already begun, and he is so gracious in spending time with us today talking about deer hunting instead of actually being out uh, deer hunting during bow season. So uh, we appreciate that. Now, we've talked a little bit about the the equipment and uh, where you go hunting Uh, and how this has even been an opportunity for you to, uh, to share something to share with your daughter as well. Who has, did anyone influence you? You said you're mostly self-taught. Has anyone influenced your deer hunting or your bow hunting?
2: Well, as far as, as far as deer hunting goes, um, my dad and actually on both sides of our families, like a lot of my, uh, actually probably all of my uncle's Um, and a lot of cousins, um, have done a lot of rifle hunting. Um, and so I would go with them, uh, sitting in the blind and while they went rifle hunting. So, so I did that. I'm wow. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like six years old or (laughs) something like that, like super young. And, uh, mostly I just remember being when they're like saying we're going to shoot. So cover your ears. That was what I had to do. (laughs) It's pretty loud. So, um, but that, I mean, that really got me going on hunting itself. And then, um, uh, my dad, you know, he, he did go bow hunting a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't really do it very much. And my brother kind of got started on it. And my brother went, um, for like a season or two, um, Before our whole family moved, we, we lived in, um, we lived in Northern Michigan at the time. And then when we picked up and we moved to, um, Hemlock, Michigan near Saginaw, uh, that's when there was kind of a break in the whole hunting deal. Like my dad didn't go and my brother was off to college by then. So it was kind of like nothing was happening. Well, that's when I, Um, actually, I guess it was my uncle who just gave me his bow. Um, my, and so anyway, I, that from that time on, it was kind of like an old, it was an old compound bow. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like the newer ones that are all like, kind of like fancy and have lots of (laughs) gears on the, in the bows. So it was pretty, pretty old school. And, uh, but I used it and I, and I. I put up my own stand. I went hunting by myself. Essentially my dad didn't even go with me, um, at that time because, um, I don't know, it was just something I started doing and it was fun. And, um, so ever since then, uh, I, uh, I've just been going on my own. And then of course, along the way you pick up like some hunting buddies. So that's always fun. (laughs) Um, so I kind of passing it down to other people. Um, And, uh, there's actually one guy that he, um, went hunting with me a lot. And now, and during that time, I kind of, I kind of take credit for, uh, helping him become a pastor. So, so he, so that was, that was pretty rewarding as well, being able to, to kind of teach him and lead him and guide him with that. So, yeah,
1: that is really cool. (laughs) It's amazing what can come out of out of these relationships when you bond over some uh, shared hobby or shared experiences. It's really cool. Uh, what have yeah. you What have you learned from hunting? Um, I don't know for for your vocations or for uh, for life in general or just more hunting skills. What are some of the things you've learned?
2: Um, I think you know one of the things is just to although we've talked about all kinds of things like um, mechanics and, and all the practicing and all that stuff, you know, just sitting and being quiet, you know, in the woods is, is really, although I'm definitely have a lot of experience and put a lot of practice into shooting and all that stuff. Like it still remains kind of the main thing for, for me, um, just to be able to sit and, you know, just relax and um, just enjoy being in nature, you know, enjoy being in God's creation. So um, I think that's the main thing, you know, it's, it's so easy to get busy and busy and busy. And then, and then what really does happen is you have, you do have to make time for it, you know, just like any hobby. I think you just, you have to make time for it. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to keep doing it. And so, it's kind of like the discipline to do nothing, kind of to sit, you know, so and it's nice to be in this time of the season because the, before the season starts, you're know, doing a lot of practice, you're getting ready to scout and put up field cameras and all these different things. But now that the season starts, you just sit and you're just waiting and you're ready. Um, That's one thing. Tell me more
0: about the the practice and the training you mentioned practice earlier. Tell me more about the, the practice to prepare for a season.
2: uh, A lot of shooting with your bow and, um, you know, shooting the different distances. Um, and also I think I, I put a great deal of thought into where I put my tree stands, where they set them up. And, uh, so, um, that takes a lot of kind of scouting and kind of knowing where the trails are. Um, it's really difficult if you haven't hunted a spot before to kind of figure out where the deer are and stuff. Um, but that actually involves a lot of talking to the, the farmers and the landowners cause they know everything, you know, they know all the deer, they come out of here and they go over there, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's actually, there's a whole lot of things you can do um, to get ready for, for the season. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: What are some of your insights for people who want to get into hunting or start hunting? And there's, we've, we've thrown out a lot of, uh, a lot of things you can do and equipment you can have. Uh, but where would you maybe suggest someone start if they're interested in, in starting this?
2: I know in our area, and I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but there's um 4 H. They um will essentially teach, you know, kids how to archery shoot. Mm-hmm. And um we have I have an archery club here, uh and they they have every Tuesday night is like youth night and they just they they actually bring in a whole bunch of different bows and um they show the kids, you know, different styles and different things and teach them all about archery. So, um, and then you really do have to have, I mean, granted, I kind of taught myself some of the things going on with, with bow hunting, but, um, you know, I did have some, some kind of knowledgeable people that were my, um, my family or, some other, I uh, just friends, you know, I had, I had friends in, um, congregations that, that had gone bow hunting before. And, um, and so they, they kind of, uh, they, I don't know, they, they kind of explain some of the things and it kind of gets you excited, um, excited for it. And actually I wouldn't, um, yeah, if there's anybody you can go hunting with, um, even if it's like, you're going to go, let's say you're going to go turkey hunting with with, you know, your uncle or something like that. Like it just gets you excited about seeing the animals. It gets you excited about being outside. And, um, I think for me, once I got out seeing animals and being outside, then that's what really kept me excited about, uh, bow hunting too. So I don't know, maybe, maybe there's another way that you could Um, learn about it i mean i'm sure there's lots of of course youtube like you know (laughs) that you could watch on it but i don't know if that's going to get you as excited as actually physically getting outside so
1: Mm -hmm.
2: okay coming
0: from someone who's never gone bow hunting or deer hunting where do you have to strike with the arrow in order for it to be a successful uh kill
2: yeah you there's the area that's called the vital. So it's basically right behind the shoulder. And so you have to make sure that the, the deer is what they call broadside. So it's like um, perpendicular to you. Um, And so that is the really only way that you should um, shoot a deer with a bow. Um, I had a deer that was coming. It was walking directly at me this last season. And I was wondering what I was going to do because actually I was sitting in a ground blind this time. Oh. And so he was coming, walking directly at me, but I knew that that was not a good shot. It's not like a ethical shot, you know? So he came up, he was about, um, 15. Uh, well, he was about, he's about 20. He was about 10, less than 10 yards away. And, then he finally turned at the last second. And I was like, Oh, that's perfect. So, um, (laughs) but there's always these little things that, that kind of kept that always add a, a further complication. It's really annoying. That's probably the worst thing about bow hunting is, you know, if you hit a deer, you know, you try to hit it where you need to, but sometimes you are a little bit to the right or left or up or down or whatever. Um, and so when I was doing that, when I was shooting, I was actually shooting uphill as well. So that added a a weird kind of dynamic to my shot and I ended up shooting too high. And so I ended up missing the deer anyway, but, um, but yeah, it's always, it, it, it becomes very, very difficult to get that deer in the right position. Um, and make sure the angles, angles are right and make sure that you know the wind isn't too strong and all kinds of things so it i mean but that's what makes it fun you know because it adds just this really high level of challenge um to to getting it done right and um you know i that's one of the reasons i'm not really crazy about guns because i just feel like oh, that's kind of easy you know <laughs> it's kind of like boom okay that's it we're done so that's yeah that's the challenge is really, is really important. I think if you, if you want to be a bow hunter, like get ready to be challenged because it is not easy.
0: What a, what an interesting hobby. And uh, certainly this time of year, I'm sure for many, uh, is, a is really, uh, uh, an important season. Glad that, uh, you'll be able to get out and, and do that again this year. And I hope, I hope that you get a deer and that I hope that you have a deep freeze too. If you, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually got two. so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't even talk about that part yeah. of hunting as well. Right, Pastor David Gaiman, pastor at Christ Lutheran Church in Norfolk, Nebraska. Thank you so much for being our guest during the Happy Hobby Series here on The Coffee
2: Hour. Thanks. I had a great time talking
1: with you.
0: I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldtheth. Wow.